Hello everyone and welcome to Premius, the down-to-earth Hasidus podcast. This week we're going to talk about Parshas Koirach. Um, it's the Parsha in Eretz Yisrael. In Chutz Laaretz it will be the other week, but it's better you get two weeks to get ready for it. <laughs> so uh, we have an interesting topic. Um, it could be called a side topic in the Parsha. Because, like, you know, when you have, like, a big drama happening, like the story of Korach and, and the jealousy and the fight and then the horrible punishment and the earth, like, swallows everyone in. And, and there's such big drama that then the psukim, whatever happens after, people <laughs> tend to read it, like, I don't know, like, fast, whatever, because, like, the big, the big happening already happened. But if we pay attention to the small details, we'll find an incredible teaching for our life. Um, there is a very interesting paragraph, a couple of psukim, where the Torah tells us that Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu after, after the earth swallowed Koirach and his people, um, after the whole punishment happened, Moshe actually goes about to actually answer their question. Because like, originally they complained and they fought and they made a thing, and and then the earth swallowed them, so they confirmed that, that Hashem didn't like what they did. But their question was still not answered. Like, who said you are meant to be the Levi and the Koyan? Who said you're the one with the authority and not me? So then, eventually, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Now, take from each one. Um, it says... Um, Take from them a staff for each father's house, from all the chieftains according to their father's house, twelve staffs, and this is pay attention to this part, inscribe each man's name on his staff. Then the point was that uh, Iron also takes one and you write you write um, the the Levi name on it, and then each one will will make a um, will put his staff in front of the, the Mishkan, in front of the Oel Moyed, and whichever one blossoms and flowers, that's the proof that Hashem chose him, right? Um, and that was Hashem showing them that, don't worry, like Moshe and Aaron said, we didn't choose authority for ourselves, it came from Hashem. But there is something about this, taking a staff, writing your name, and that's a confirmation and the tikkun and the fixing of the machlekes, the fight and the tremendous drama that happened with, with Koirach and all that situation. We know that the reason for machlekes, of Koirach and any machlekes, it's always jealousy. Why you? Why do you get to have that and I don't? Um, like it says, kosho kino, tough as hell is jealousy says the Pasuk. It's very hard. When a person has jealousy, it's mom is like going down to hell. It's like being consumed by the fire of, of, of jealousy and it ruins your life, the other person's life. It, it, it just makes the whole thing um, very complicated. And that's basically what we go through. It's one of the big challenges of humanity and society. The jealousy that makes people desire somebody else's money, somebody else's house, somebody else's authority, position, 
um, etc., etc. So what about what what about this jealousy? Where does it come from? Where does it come from, and how do you fix it? So we first off we tend to think that jealousy is something that happens only in the dimension of gashmius, physicality, money, like we said before, power, authority, politics, etc. But then. At some point, we discovered that in the world of Kedusha, in the world of holiness, and, and, and supposedly only positive stuff should happen there, but jealousy is also an issue, and therefore machloikes. We even find a very telling, very interesting quote in Gemara, in Gemara Baba Basra, the Chachomim speak even about the world to come. Um, referring to it with some situation of jealousy. I'm going to read it inside because it's really interesting. It says like this, Omar Rabbe Barabi Omar Rabbi Yoichonon, said Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Yoichonon, Osida Kodesh Borchu Lassois Sheva Chupois Nechol Tzadik Vetzadik. In the future, Hashem will make seven canopies for each and every Tzadik, righteous person. Shenemar, like it says in Posuk, Uboro Hashem al kol mechoin harzion is talking about the future time, the coming of Moshiach. Hashem will build, will create over the whole habitation of Mount Zion, Val Mikroeo, and over those who are invited to it. Onon Yoimon the Oshon, a cloud of smoke during the day, Venoiga Eish the Hobolailo, and a, and the, the shining of a flaming fire by night. Because for over all the glory shall be a canopy. What is this canopy um, that, that extends itself around the glory of something? So the Chachomim understand this to mean that the, the schar, the reward that Hashem will give tzaddikim in the world to come, is like an, a big honor that extends like a chupo, like a surrounding light around each neshama, around each person. And that chupo is full of fire and brilliance and smoke. So then the Gemara goes on to ask, Oshan b'chupo lomo. Eish b'chupo lomo. Why, why do we need, uh, why, why is the, the smoke over there in the canopy? Why is there fire in the canopy? And then the Gemara brings one interesting thing. Omar Abichanino. Says Rabbi Hanino, Melamed, he comes to teach us, Shekol echod ve'echod nichve mechuposoi shel chaveiroi. That each and everyone is burned from the canopy of the other, from the embarrassment at the size of the canopy of the other person. And each one says, Oi lo le oi so busho, Oi lo le oi so klimo, Woe for this embarrassment, Woe for this disgrace, so literally means that, that I did not marry the canopy as large as his. In other words, in the world to come, the truth will be revealed and the light of every person's avoider will be expressed. And then those who you thought they're lower than you and whatever, like you're like, whoa, look at his light. I guess I misjudged him. I guess that person was like full of light and I couldn't tell. And everyone will be like jealous, so to speak, burnt, from the size of the canopy of the other one. So, of course, as you can imagine, there are 25,732 <laughs> interpretations to this, to this Gemara piece. Uh, many are like in a positive way, 
uh, many in a negative way, of course. Um, some translate this to mean like Kina Soifrim Tarbe Chochmo, like the jealousy of Chachomim adds Chochmo to the universe, right? If I say, oh, look at the guy, how much Torah he knows, I want to know like him, then I'm going to learn more and become better. It's more like the Abarbanel explains that, that it's more like appreciation, not jealousy. And the proof is that it says each one gets burned from the canopy of his friend. It doesn't say only those who have a lower canopy get burned out from the big canopy of the other guys. Even the ones with a greater one look look at the other ones with the small hoopa and they're like, wow, I appreciate it. Because each one has something different that the other one doesn't. And therefore there is like a type of appreciation for the light of each individual. And that's what it means that each one gets burned, like gets illuminated from the light of the of his fellow. But in, in, in summary, what we get from this Gemara is that even inside of the Kedusha world, even in Ganeiden, even in the world to come, there is such a thing as jealousy. And the whole thing boils down to one line, looking outside. The one who's looking towards the inside, he has his own avoido. He has his own search. He has his own path. He's advancing in life. He's advancing to serve Hashem. He's becoming better every moment. The only benchmark that he compares with is himself. And that's the beauty of the story of uh, the, the word of Rav Zushe that says, when I come to Ghana, then no one's going to judge me for not having been like Moshe Rabbeinu. They're not going to tell me, why weren't you like Moshe? They're going to tell me, why weren't you like Zushe? What do you mean I was Zushe? Right, but you weren't like Zushe. Each one has the real Zushe that he has to become. And, and, and the, I don't know if to say the fake or the, 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 the minimum Zusha that he's comfortable to live with. Not exploiting his, his entire potential. That's why the, the Kotzke Rebbe said everyone looks up to heaven and wonders. They question, they wonder what's there, what's in Ghanaian and what's in the world to come. And I wonder why don't they look inside? Why don't they look down and in the inside and, and tell me what's in there? Instead of looking towards the outside, instead of looking towards the big worlds, look inside of you. The real honor, the real covoid, the real covoid and chupo. Now we're going to analyze this posuki. I'll call covoid chupo. And every glory, there should be a canopy. By the way, it's a concept that puzzled me for many years. I heard this Maimar Azal when I was a bocher, and I never understood it. I never fully got it. And I, and I feel that that's why I decided this week to, to make it about it, because I think I finally, uh, I finally start seeing something into it. And, and, I was, and as I was uh, looking through, some through this forum to find interpretations and pirushim for this idea, I found in the, the Benishchai, wrote a sefer called Beni Hoyoda. In the Beni Hoyoda, he writes the following. Very interesting thing with, with Gematrius. Very cool. It says that the real kovoid, the real honor, is the purity of your heart, your own lev tohoid. We spoke about this, the purity of the heart, many times. Uh, we explained it regarding the union of Megalgelim Schusali, the Zakai that the word schus, merit, or zakai, to be meritory, it's to be zach, refined, pure, clean, to be transparent, to let the godly light inside you, which is your neshoma, shine through. 
when a person achieves I don't know if you can like achieve the thing like a destination like a, like a station in a train but more like a type of avoid or a type of uh, of that's the process that you're in when you dedicate your life to look towards the inside to develop your own heart's purity to clear yourself up to let the godly light shine through when that when you have that left toy then the word covoid honor is being a material lave it's the same numeric value as heart when you have that full heart inside then that itself is your honor and we said that the honor is surrounded by by a chupa so it says like this covoid and lave their gematria is 32 and chupa its gematria is 99 when you add 32 plus 99 you get 131 what's bigger matter 131 anovo humility the real humility the real the true beetle and anova is when the chupa when the surrounding light when the aura when the honor of the person is not in in the relationship with others either positive or negative and I mean the following, when, when you determine your own value by copying the next person, even if it's copying or if it's fighting, whenever you determine your value based, based on whatever is outside, so I don't have my own space, I don't have my own avoid in the world. So I put myself inside of the team, inside of the group, and everyone occupies some space, and then whatever little like, I don't know, like a little uh, piece of the floor that it's empty. Okay, I guess that's my, my space. Whatever others left me. Or fighting through and pushing everyone with both elbows to make space for myself. In both ways, you're falling in the trap of what the Kotzke Rebbe said. If, if you're you because I'm I and I am I because you are you, then there is no I and there is no you then no one is genuine and everyone's living somebody else's life. And that's why it becomes the war of every Yeshus against somebody else's Yeshus. And it's everyone, uh, the, the war of each man against all men. But if you have your own avoido, if you're looking inside, if your honor is your own lev tohir, your own pure heart, then the chupa of your honor is basically your humility. But if not, but if you don't have that, if you don't have your own lave developed, if you don't have your own space, if you never did your lech lecho, if you don't do your own avoido, if you're fighting or copying everyone else, then if you're you because he's he, then in that case, then you only have the chupa, you want to have the chupa. Everyone wants to have their own space in society, their own importance, the way they look in the eyes of others, the aura, the honor, my honor. But if it's an empty honor that doesn't have a lave inside, it's just the chupa. Chupa is the gematria 99, we said. And 99 is the gematria of the words tit hayoven. There is a beautiful pasuk in Tehillim, in Tehillim Mem. David Amelech says, um, I, I greatly hoped for Hashem, 
Hashem he extended his ear to me, he heard my cry, and then he says, he drew me up out of the roaring pit, from the thick mire, is the English translation, from the thick mud, and he set my feet upon a rock, he established my steps, like basically I was drowning in a pit of like thick, ugly mud, and Hashem, saved me, picked me up. There is something amazing in this Pasuk, says the Ben Ishchai, that the words Tit Hayoven, the, the thick mud, are Begematrio 99. Which means, when you don't have your own purity of your heart, when you're not looking for your own Pnimius, for your own Avoido, when you're looking at others, when you're acting on jealousy, etc etc then you're stuck in a in a deep thick mud imagine trying to to um, row a boat when you're in like thick mud it's like everything is a pain everything is so hard and you're like suffering and looking at others and whatever and and then you need to ask Hashem to take you to pick you up from that mud and set you free and set your feet on a on a high rock and that's basically the solution, getting out of this Tita Yoven, is the solution to the problem of the jealousy. So now we're going to connect this with a word of Chsides. In this case, it's Chsides Aklolis. It's in the Sefer Mea Shiloach. Very beautiful for those who are interested in general Hasidic culture. A very uh, beautiful Hasidic Epirushim um, on the Parshas from the Ishbitzer Rebbe. It was one of the Talmidim. Um, colleagues and then friend and then tell me those of the Kotzke Rebbe, he writes the following now we go back to the original Pasuk and we now start connecting everything back we said each one should take a staff like take Moshe Rabbeinu a staff from each tribe with their name inscribed in it and he says the word mate, like the staff has to do with life First, we're going to establish that pirush, explain why staff and life are connected, and then we're going to go on to the, to the biur. So basically, it brings a posuk from Zechariah. It's interesting. Yoni Moshiach Vigeula. So I'm going to read the, the three psukim, beautiful psukim in Zechariah. Zechariah is talking about the time of Moshiach, the time of the Geula. When Moshiach will come, there will be such blessing, such prosperity, so beautiful that people will will be surprised they won't believe their own eyes actually it says something very key a very interesting expression here so said hashem this will be a big wonder in the eyes of whoever's left from this nation during those days even for me, in my own eyes, it will be a big wonder. Like Hashem says, trust me, I know you're wondering, wow, how come we have gotten so high after being so low? This is like impossible positive. And even for me, it's true. It is impossible. It's like a big miracle. And then he describes what is the big um, miracle um, that will happen. Hashem there is a nice, a very nice oldie song from Mordechai ben David on this tripsukim. Um, 
you'll see eventually the old men and the old women will be sitting in the streets of Yerushalayim and each one, every man will be holding his own staff um, because they're going to be so old. Basically ex expressing, explaining the prosperity that there will be, um, you know, health and long life. I don't know if I mentioned this, but once I saw in a Sefer, I was reading a Pirush, I don't remember what Sefer it was. But but it's like an, and like an old one of the Rishonim or something speaking about one of the tzaddikim that he met that he was so blessed and so spiritual that Hashem blessed him with a huge long life. He made it to sixty. <laughs> he was like a, it's interesting. Like a thousand years ago to live to sixty was like wow you made it. So the Novi describes that when Moshiach comes, people will get to old age. They'll have to use a, a cane. The cane will be a gaiva, like a, like a, like a pride, like, whoa, you made it. You made it to use the, it's like, you know, we clap our hands to somebody who finishes the marathon. So, so the, the, there is some greatness to old age, to having made it, so to speak. And the Metsudas David beautifully expresses, expla expresses it. Um, the Metsudas David is basically the most famous Pirush on the Tanakh. Uh, it was written by Rabbi David Alchuler, who lived in Prague. In the year 1700, um, and, and he said he, he wrote a pirush on the Tanakh because he felt that people don't learn Tanakh because the Lashonis are very hard. So he wants to make an easy pirush so teachers can have access to it, understand it, and be able to teach it to their to their students. And he writes that um, that this using a cane, they'll be so old, but they will still be in the streets. He says, normally, old people like to stay home. Like, they hang out in the street. They, they like going out and then doing stuff. Hey, let's go out. They like exploring the world. When we become older, we're like, nah, leave me alone. I want to be at home. I just want to rest in my own bed, whatever. Like, vacation means staying home and not moving. And he says that even though they'll be so old that they have to use a cane, Listen to the, to the expression. Uh, weakness will not, uh, uh, will not, how do you say? Um, weakness will not catch up to them. And even though they will be old, they'll be out in the streets, going around and doing stuff. And the streets of the city, they'll be feel full with children, boys and girls playing around because there will be safety. So you'll be able to leave your children playing in the streets and there will be no, no, uh, no worry, no danger. Basically, the Novi defining um, a calm, peaceful, happy life with prosperity in the time of Moshiach. So then we go back to the original, to the original idea. The, the mate, the mishantoi, the cane represents that burst of life, long life, good life, happy life. And now we go back to Moshe Rabbeinu, to Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the tribes, take a staff of life from each one and let each one inscribe their name on their own staff. In English, you say, get alive. <laughs> get alive. Get a mate of your own. Get an avoida of your own. 
Search for your own koyach, for your own light, for the special gift that Hashem set in your own personal neshama. If we believe in Hashem, that Hashem made the world and there is a shlichus to be fulfilled, if life has a meaning, it's not just a natural accident, then you should recognize that Hashem made you, you and not different, in order for you to be you and not to be something else. Not to be jealous of someone else. There is some light that belongs to you. And if you have your own mate, if you have your own life, your own prosperity, your own search for your spiritual achievements, if you're in your own spiritual career, so to speak, which is personal and you can transfer it to anybody else and you can take it from anybody else, then there won't be any jealousy. Then there won't be any koirach and any fighting. The problem of koirach is because people don't take their own mate into their own hands. They want to look to the outside and become, an, like, and we call a good kid, like a good student, a good person, the one that conforms with social rules, the one that looks mostly like everybody else. <laughs> the one that, so, so there is two options basically, either fighting with everybody else or copying everybody else. Wait, why can't there be something different? Which is, each one <laughs> lives their own life. Each one does their own avoido. Each one is blessed with a different neshama, with special koiches, and you have to use it in your own way that Hashem gave you. That's why, in Hebrew, to live, you say lichiot, and to be, you say lichiot. The very close words. To truly live is to truly be yourself. And for that, you need to take, find, and take your own mate and write your own name on it. And that's why he says that that's why in the Torah, the Pasuk says, And so the next morning, everyone saw and found, each one saw and took his own. Um, staff. They saw and they took each one their staff. Translates the Targum, the Onkelus. How does he translate the word Vairu? Not and they saw, which in Aramaic would be Vechose or something like this. It says And they recognized. Each one recognized their own staff. Now they saw. They recognized. That's the tikkun for the jealousy. That's actually the tikkun of the Geulah, he says. The coming of Moshiach is each person visualizing, seeing, recognizing. Like recognizing is like uh, the example like when, when, you, when you haven't seen a friend or a brother for many, many years. It actually happened to me. Like um, after making Aliyah, I found a friend that I haven't seen in 35 years since like, I don't know, like fifth grade. I've, we were very good friends as children, but then whatever, I've never seen him again. And I forgot, and people do change <laughs> from when they're 10 to when they're 45. And, and yet I saw him like, oh my gosh, it's, it's him. And there is something interesting in that recognition. It's different, but it's the same. It's like, wow, I see it now. Okay, that's based moide ishmateu. Each one recognized their own mate. The Geula is recognizing your own life, finding your own avoido. 
when you encounter yourself with yourself, that's the Geula. Because then you're not going to have an empty chupa anymore. Then you're not going to be searching for an empty space just to occupy the space of someone else. You're not going to be looking at someone else's chupa. You're not going to be having an empty search for honor based on having to fight or copy everyone else. And therefore you won't be stuck in the ugly mud. But the only way to not get forever stuck in the ugly mode, mud oh, and mode also of, of, of this jealousy sickness is to have your own mate, to get your own life, to have your own name written in it, to have your own avoido, to recognize the Swedish of your neshama and your own tikkun based the moide they were able to recognize. And that connects to the famous word that, that says that Elu Elu right? How can there be all the opinions of all the Chachomim? How can all all of them be right? Elu Elu There's a machlekes. One's a stoir, one's a stomi. Ah, they're both right. Wait, what do you mean? It's either one or the other if they're saying opposite things. How can there be two truths? And the explanation to it, I think it's brought in the in the Aruch Hashulchan in the Akdama. I'm almost sure it was there. Um, that you have to understand that the Torah is called a shiro, a song. The Torah is called a, a song because he says the way you play a song is with a band, a symphony, a band, many many musicians playing, and each one is playing a different thing, a different instrument, of course, and then. Each one has their notes and they're playing whatever each one has to play at the moment. And the beauty of the symphony, the beauty of the music is when each one plays their own thing. And the MS is not just if we all copy each other. If every musician is looking at the at the notes of the next guy, you know, if you're cheating in the test and playing his music, then it will be a monotonous sound it will not be a symphony. It will not be a beautiful song. But I think that the worst outcome, the worst risk is when all the musicians forget that they're meant to be playing their own song and they look at other musicians. You look right, there is a musician. You look left, there is another guy. Hey, what are you doing here? It's my time to shine. It's my space on the Alabama, on the stage. I want the, 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 the main light on me. So instead of playing music, each one takes their violin, their guitar, whatever, and they start hitting each other in, on the head. Because like, get away from here. It's my time. It's my show time. Imagine a world like that. Actually, you don't have to imagine. Walk outside and look. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. The war of the egos. The war of the Yeshus. Everyone is like fighting with each other. Why? Because they don't realize that they have their own music to play. Just come down and play your own music. And you'll see not only how your music comes out beautiful, everyone's music together, Elu Elu, these and those, they're all the words of Hashem. And we can all play together, even though we're playing different things. But that's when each one sees their own avoido. But when everyone is looking at the other, then the fights happen. Then jealousy happens. Then you're stuck in Tita Yoven. So let's try to work hard to find our own genuinity in a way the Shem to find our own path, our own avoido, and to shine, to let our Nishoma shine through and not be stuck in the Tita Yoven of jealousy and fights. 
Thank you very much for listening. A good Chavez. And we'll hear each other again. Besas Hashem next week.